Yeah, it's me, the master of the Tornado DDT Fuego Del Sol, and you are watching and listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody now to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right. The man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You could call me your Sherpa. And just like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And tonight, our person comes to us from SWF, Trifecta, and the world of unpredictable wrestling. He is the man to aerial assassin. Call him Brando Lee. Hey, hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. Yo, first, uh, just thank you for coming on. That's always going to be first things. Of course, happy to be here. That, yo, so we met at SWF and what caught my attention was how flawlessly you are just like flying in the ring, right? So I'm just curious, man, like how did you develop the style that you have today? Um, well, when I'm wrestling, I like to think about when I was a child and what I wanted to see watching the wrestlers, like in, sitting in the stands, oh, I want to see them do this. Or I want to see them do that. So I try to tap back into that version of myself and put it in the ring. So to make these kids happy. Bet. No, that's awesome though, man. Cause that's at the end of the day, man, like a lot of people always talk about like you wrestle for like, you know, everybody's like you wrestling for this person or that person, but ultimately, man. It's about the kids. Like, we want to see their faces, like, light up, like, the 4th of July whenever we're training. Yes. Well, my first question for you, man, is who is Brando Lee? Brando Lee is – that's very tough. You know, it's it's hard to, I guess, categorize myself, you know. I guess you'd have to ask about me in a way. Um, I'm really just myself turned up to the highest power. Really, that's it. There's no extreme uh, gimmick, if you will. There's no, it's just me, really. Bad, man. Well, I'm curious then, like, how did you get into the sport? Well, I've been watching all my life, um, thanks to my dad. My dad put me on to wrestling. He's been watching all his life, and I told him I wanted to do it, and he took me to Brooklyn when I was about 14 he took me to Brooklyn to, to meet uh, the unpredictable Johnny Rods and I wanted to sign up and train with him but I was too young so I would just hang around and go to the shows until I was old enough to actually participate and then from there the rest is history bad man yeah and you've had kind of like a, a unique like travel right because I feel like you've been in for like a long time but you really been kind of in for like a short period of time but you've done a lot in that short right. period of time. Mm. A lot as in um, at, at rods or after rods? Well, like everything all together, just like, it just seems like your yeah, artwork. Yeah, it's been four years. Uh, yeah, four I was years. like, your artwork has definitely it's shown. It's like, the time flies, you know, four years. Like, I, I still remember my first ever match and, and being 
nervous and having those jitters and I still get those jitters today. I never want them to go away. I always say when, when the jitters go away, you're no, no longer having fun. Right. It is, it is, it is unique. Cause like everybody has like their thing, like their, their little vice that they end up going through, like right before their matches. Like for me, like I get so nervous. Like I apologize to everybody. Like app, like before, like we get, we go and shake hands and stuff. We talk and I'll go and talk with my person. Right. And we'll talk to our match over. And yeah. I apologize to everybody after that because I don't want people to feel like I'm ignoring them, but I'm just like so zoned in because if I'm not uh-huh. like I get, I get mad nervous. Yes. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't I'm sorry guys. Uh-huh. Like, I do want to come join in your guys' inside joke that you're telling right now. And I'll probably laugh at it too, but I'm just so locked yeah. in over here. <laughs> like I just, I feel so bad. Yes. I don't have, have um like a pre-match ritual or anything i just i do a lot of push-ups i don't know push-ups first of all they they make your body look good they pump you up and it it takes my mind off the nerves you know it gives me something to do like i'm standing behind the curtain i'll do push-ups till my music hits and then i go out nice well that's good though because like you said you just get like you look jacked and then you're just out there just having so much fun and of course for you you know i mean i watched your guys' match at swf and you guys were just all over the place man like flips and you guys are you know you're working yes. and then there's parts where like things are slowing down then you guys like hit into like overdrive and it's just like the the pacing mm-hmm. like i was like dang this thing is like all over the place and like i said man just watching you guys all work i was like i gotta get all these guys on the show <laughs> <laughs> is this the 200th episode I, I heard the 200th episode is coming up is this it this is not the 200th episode. <laughs> oh, okay. I know so many people are like, trying to figure out, like who's going to be that 200th guest. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a trip to think yeah. that we've been at 200. Like, you know, we, we talk about it a lot, but like we started mm-hmm. the show back in May of last year. So to be tripping close okay. to 200 is yeah is wild. That's great, man. Keep it up. I appreciate it. So Assuming that your four year stint, right? Like you've, yes. you're a high flyer. I'm assuming you probably have one of these, but what's the worst bump you've taken? Oh, the worst bump I've taken. The worst bump I've taken actually didn't come at a show. It actually was in training. I did a, a regular frog splash on the, off the top rope onto somebody and they like flinched and their hip dug into my bladder and I was peeing blood for two weeks. Um, so that would have to be the worst bump I've ever taken. And it's funny, it's actually me doing the move. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I really try to stay off the high, the high, uh, the top rope. I really, I just, yes. if, not that it freaks me out because like I've been like working a lot more on top, but I just, I don't want to hit moves off the top rope. Like I don't even want to do elbow drops. I'm just like, nope, I'm good. I'm good right mm-hmm. here on the ground. <laughs> yes but i envy everybody you're not comfortable like, you should yeah stay off yeah and i and i envy people who are like so like they like walk on ropes like a phoenix right who just like walks on the ropes and like has no issue yeah right and, it, and it's funny too because like when i train and stuff like i'm doing like 450s and like mm-hmm. boon salts and teasing that i can i can i can do a shooting star press i just choose not to do it but i like tease it but i'm just like right. nah man i don't want to land on people like <laughs> it just freaks me out mm-hmm. <laughs> is that one time man you you pull an rvd and you land your your shin on somebody's throat and like that's it this is kind of yeah it's terrible that was triple h right 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why it freaks me out sometimes. I'm just like, I'll punish people. I'm just not trying to end people, but I value the people who can uh-huh. do that stuff so smoothly and they land perfectly every single time. So just a great body position, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice makes perfect. You know, when you first start it, you, you land in awkward positions. Sometimes you land too high on the guy, too low on the guy, but, and keep your eyes open. Look at the guy's stomach area. That's where you want to land every time. That, you know what? That's great advice. I'm definitely going to start implementing that when I go back over and start training. Well, not that I don't stop, not that I stop training, but yeah, the next time I go to hit another, another one, I'm just going to think about that too. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing that you, like, you know, like, again, we're talking about like worse. I'm just kind of curious, like who's hit you the hardest. And if you don't want to drop names, who's hitting. Yeah. If you don't want to drop names, it's fine. <laughs> I, I actually will drop it name um who's hit me the hardest would have to be Jocko he's with a faction called the takeover mm. he struck me in the ear and and ruptured my eardrum yeah I had to go to the hospital for that and and they, they poured something in my ear and it was good after a couple of weeks but I, I couldn't hear out of that ear and it was the first move of the match this happened a couple of years ago oh <laughs> the match started with a right hand and he just popped me right in my eardrum and I couldn't hear Oh damn! For the rest of the match, so oh, that would be so rough. Just, and then you know, because you're balanced too, like mm-hmm. you're trying to like keep things together in your ears, like ringing and stuff. Balance. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So, all right, man. Well, since we're talking about hardest hits, let's talk about what happens after the match, right? Because everybody knows, mm-hmm. like, it's something I've started to figure out too. Is that a lot of wrestlers don't eat before shows, but I'm very curious. What is it okay. that's your post match meal that you had to have? My post-match meal, my post-match meal is usually cereal. No specific type of cereal, just cereal. Like I don't eat throughout the day. I'll I'll maybe eat crackers because I don't want to be like, you know, drained of my energy. So I'll eat crackers to keep me awake. But I don't really eat meals throughout the day on the show. And then after the show, I just go home and have a bowl of cereal and watch my match back, which is cereal at about midnight. It's funny. That's not bad. Though. That's a great choice, though. Like, I, I, I like that idea. I know for me, it's like, mm-hmm. I, it's whatever at Wawa's or Sheets, like wherever we stop. I'm always like, yo, let me get like a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's yeah, my advice. It's, I don't stop anywhere for some reason. That's awesome, though, man. So moving over from pretty much your post-match snack, I'm just kind of curious, like, in the time that you have spent in the sport, what's been the hardest lesson that you've had to learn? The hardest lesson I had to learn and I'm still learning today is when to slow down. You know, I, I think that's a, I, I hear that often. Like the veterans will tell me, we should slow down here, slow down there, know when to timing and speed, you know, when to pick it up and when to slow it down. That That's the hardest thing. But um, other than that, no, no, no hard lessons for me yet. Hopefully none in the near future, but that's really it. It's, it sounds small, but it's very important. The timing of, of things. Oh, yeah. Putting a match together and, like, finding all the places and then, like, feeling the crowd energy. Like, I could definitely understand, like, about, like, pacing and timing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump right into my other favorite question I love to ask people. What kind of advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers? Yes. The advice I would give to up-and-coming wrestlers would be 
don't stop practicing. Like in the first three months of, of training for me, I wanted to stop. I loved wrestling my whole life and I knew I wanted to do it. But the first, when I first took my first few bumps and, you know, the first day is like you go home with headaches and it's not what you think it would be. Like, it's not play wrestling with your friends, how it was growing up. It's very different. So when you start it, it's like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I kind of want to stop. But when you, if you keep going and you pass that, that's when you, it gets addicting and you want to keep going. So don't stop going to training no matter how, how hard it is. You know, it is so funny because like, um, you're right. It's like, there's levels to it, right? So even just like as a kid, like you're playing around, mm-hmm. like you're just like throwing these wild punches, but you're like yeah. missing by like, you know, eight inches and your friends are like selling, yeah. like they're getting punched. But then like, you even work like, if you work like in the un, the forbidden zone, right? <laughs> like, I remember for me, like working in that area, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to bump. Like, I just don't want to fall on my back. It was just something I didn't want to do. And I remember for like three, four months, like I just yeah. didn't do it. And people were like, oh, and I would sell like into a turnbuckle or something and then fall down or sell into the ropes or something. And, right. people were, and I just didn't want to bump. And it sucks uh, to throw yes. yourself yeah and then like when I went and finally started getting trained on how to bump properly and like stuff like that then I wanted to do it all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. I find myself like you become immune to it you don't even feel it anymore right when I uh when I took my first like real dojo bump and I was just like I don't know six feet in the air just lying straight on my back mm-hmm. like people were just like all right well I guess we know what Cliff's favorite bump is. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. But I'm just curious, man, because like you said, you've been in for a little bit. So I just need one do and one don't of the locker room. One do and one don't of the locker room. Ha, ah, that's tough. Um. One do would definitely be, especially if it's a new locker room, introduce yourself to everyone there, shake everyone's hand. That's a do. Um, One don't would be, oh man, this is tough. One don't. And I know there's like a thousand don'ts of the locker room, but I I just can't think of one right now. I got nothing. I'm sorry. Oh man, I'll, I'll tell when what it's like would yours popular. Be? Uh, oh, my, my, okay. So my do, right, is do introduce yourself, right, to everybody because it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's a person building rings, the promoter, mm-hmm. the booker, your yes. friends, everybody. Just say hi to everybody and just right. like, right? Let's just be a good person. The one don't I hear all the time, which is something that I, I genuinely repeat back don't leave your gear in your gear bag after a show wash your stuff (laughs) ah yes yes wash them because you'll regret it the next show yeah Yeah. (laughs) that or uh another one like uh like do put on deodorant don't be the smelly guy (laughs) of course of course you know hygiene is very important (laughs) hygiene (laughs) (laughs) and don't be a dick that's the other one i hear a lot too (laughs) oh yeah that's that's easy yeah. that's that that's a no-brainer you know <laughs> bet well 
those are like really like all my hard hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. People ask me, what's the first I'd sell all time? It's the Red Dogs power rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mr. Brando, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever is the first answer, that's your answer. All right. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Sure. Bing! All and right. here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Polar Express. Hey, it is the holiday season. That's perfect. Yes. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite color? Spider-Man. Red. Okay, Spider-Man it is. I like that. I like that. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Here's a tough one. Favorite catchphrase? Favorite catchphrase? The power of young glory compels you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Dogs or cats? Cats. Okay. Favorite podcast? The one, two, three, the three count podcast. That's my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. I want to see the SWF champion, Mantequilla, on this podcast. Mantequilla is definitely the dude that I want to see on this podcast as well. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on the show, favorite curse word. You want to know something? What's that? I'm 20 two years old and I don't curse so I have none bet and that's okay because that's what we have sometimes <laughs> sometimes you don't need a curse word to like say what you got to say listen not at all in 1960 for the was, kids keep it pg <laughs> yeah right right well like what was it uh George Carlin right he did a special um he was a comedian he did a special back in the 60s and he called it the seven dirty words, right? But as of 1960, there was 399,993 words, and only seven of them were considered dirty. So, like, okay, things you couldn't say on TV. So, yeah, if you if you can find another word, use that word. <laughs> right. But that is all the questions I have for you. So the only thing I need from you now is to let all of our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. You can find me at New Year's Retribution on January 15th, SWF New Year's Retribution in New Egypt, New Jersey. And follow me on Instagram at YoungGlory underscore. That. And there you have it. That's it. So you know what that means. We got to take this home because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering a Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And just like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and 
can do it more efficiently than you can. So that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring and you see him right next to me. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Brando Lee, the young legend at that. And he's on the rise. So you guys be on the lookout for him and tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro and you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. Well, what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.